The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Donald Trump faces many serious legal charges, but the most serious are the ones that were unveiled last night by the special counsel Jack Smith. Let's hear about his latest indictment against the former U.S. president. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. As described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government, the nation's process of collecting, counting, and certifying the results of the presidential election. The men and women of law enforcement who defended the U.S. Capitol on January 6th are heroes. They are patriots and they are the very best of us. They did not just defend a building or the people sheltering in it. They put their lives in the line to defend who we are as a country and as a people. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. In the meantime, I must emphasize that the indictment is only an allegation and that the defendant must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. And let's presume him innocent until proven otherwise. But the four-count, 45-page indictment accuses Trump of conspiring to defraud the United States, conspiring to obstruct an official proceeding, attempting to obstruct an official proceeding, conspiring against people's civil right to have their vote counted. So, Cal Thomas, is this exceptionally important for two reasons? One, that Trump will be brought to justice for what he did or didn't do in the run-up to the uh, attempted rebellion on uh, Capitol Hill on the 6th of January. And also, secondly, that he can't hide behind the potential that he will run for president again as some sort of shield to protect him against facing these allegations. Matt, I think it was interesting that Jack Smith in that clip clip that you played, and I saw the entire uh, talk last night by him, uh, tried to connect Trump to January 6th. That's not in the indictment. He is not accused in this indictment of inciting a word that the Democrats have used for some time, the riots that happened on January 6th. I think the Wall Street Journal in its lead editorial today has it right. When it says the indictment charges one obstruction and three conspiracy counts, which you mentioned, related to what it claims was a broad effort to overturn the election in 2020 based on dishonesty, fraud and deceit. The indictment concedes that Trump had a right, like every American, to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely that there had been outcome determinative fraud during the election and that he had won. In other words, Trump can lie about the election all he wants, but the indictment charges uh, that Trump broke the law when he acted on those lies. The editorial says this is a remarkably broad theory of conspiracy to defraud the United States and one with troubling implications far beyond the fate of Trump. Smith's theory seems to be if a president and his co-conspirators are lying and then take action on that lie, they are defrauding the U.S. I just mentioned finally that Smith also indicted uh, former Republican Governor Bob McDonnell of Virginia in 2006. And the Supreme Court at that time, unanimously, which means it included the liberal members of the court, as well as the conservatives, overturned that conviction, saying Smith 
had gone too far. I suspect something similar could, not necessarily will, but could happen if this case goes to the Supreme Court uh, this time. What do you think, Larry Donnelly? I think there's a, there's a key point in, in what Cal said in the sense that, uh, you, you know, look, the, the indictment, of course, concedes that Trump can lie and can say what he likes in public, uh, but the, and he can also pursue legal means uh, to challenge what he might say is a wrongful election result. But the issue here is what Donald Trump and his co-conspirators did undertake. And the, the, the indictment spells it out in painstaking detail. Uh, he went to Arizona. 30,000 citizens didn't vote. He leaned on various people there. Um, he was rebuffed by the Arizona Speaker of the House of Representatives, who was a big speaker of him. He went to Georgia. He went to Pennsylvania. They went to Pennsylvania. They went to Michigan. They went to Nevada. They applied pressure upon election officials in all of those states, uh, even though they knew that he had not won the election, they still continue to do so. And this actually comes down to, when it comes to the jury, this actually will come down to a question that a right-wing commentator posed. And it is this, can a person of average intelligence grasp what conduct is forbidden under the law? And from my point of view, the way that this this indictment is spelled out, and I think it's extremely crafty the way he did it, especially that he didn't mention January 6th as he did, I think a jury would come to no other conclusion than that that this conduct should be prohibited by law. How important is it, Larry, that these proceedings would be taken, that Trump would not be allowed to use the potential of his next presidential campaign as a shield to protect him from the rigours of the law? Well, here, Matt, is a very, very difficult question. And, you know, the, the words unprecedented uh, and uncharted territory have been used repeatedly over the past 24 hours with good reason, because we may be about to see the legal uh, and the political processes here coming into uh, direct collision. Uh, and of course, those who are opposed to Donald Trump believe, and I think with some d- degree of reasonability, uh, that he is the part of the reason he's running for president is to shield himself from liability. That having been said, if you look at the constitutional design uh, of the United States, arguably the political and democratic processes take prevalent, take priority over uh, the legal processes. So uh, in a way, I have to say I'm getting a little bit of a kick out of different uh, lawyers and pundits predicting with some degree of certainty how this is all going to play out when the reality is we have no idea whatsoever. Cal, there are listeners who want to know if you think Donald Trump will get a fair trial. Although I wonder, does a fair trial mean to them the type of trial that would let him off? Yeah, well, it's a good question. I want to pick up on something quickly before I answer that. What Larry said, he's absolutely correct on the process for holding a president accountable when he's in office. It's the impeachment process. Democrats, when they controlled the House, impeached Trump twice, the Russian collusion hoax and the other thing, but they didn't get a conviction in the Senate, and therefore they couldn't remove him from office. This is the process by which uh, the, the country has held a president accountable in the past. He did it with Bill Clinton. Uh, he was impeached by a Republican House not convicted in the Senate, and therefore not removed from office. But I'm not sure he can get Trump can get a fair trial in Washington. Washington, D.C. is a heavily Democratic city. Uh, I think uh, they have a record of convicting more Republicans than Democrats in the past, and I think this could be an issue in any appeal that comes from any potential conviction. Do you think, Larry, can he get a fair trial in Washington? Uh, 
I don't know. I, I, it, it's a very difficult question to answer. The reality is Washington, D.C. Uh, is a city that voted, I think, 90 percent or more uh, for Joe Biden. The vast, uh, the vast bulk of the citizenry in Washington, D.C. would be implacably opposed uh, to Donald Trump and, in my view, probably uh, unable to render uh, a verdict. So that poses a huge uh, challenge, I think, on this front. But again, it's another layer uh, of the multiple layers of complexity that inhere uh, in what's going on right now. And this, uh, again, it's lethal. When you read when you read the indictment, it is lethal. But the political implications and how it will play out ultimately in the legal system, in particular, the time frame, uh, those are things we just don't know right now. Whether he is guilty or innocent of the charges put in front of him, Larry Donnelly, Given the evidence that has been brought forward, what would it say about the United States of America if, despite a trial next year, he was able to win the presidential election vote? Uh, to me, it would send a very desperate signal. Uh, I think what is laid out in the the indictment, and I think Cal would probably concede that most of what's there is not news to anybody. I think this has largely been uh, in the public domain. It hasn't been shaped into a criminal indictment yet, but most of that has been out there in the public domain. That a sufficient yeah. number of Americans could look at this, know about it, and still think that Donald Trump is apt to serve as president of the United States, to me, uh, would be a positive disgrace and would really, really uh, be a low point for the United States. Last question to you, Cal Thomas. Yeah, because I was going to ask you was, whatever his guilt or innocence of the charges, do you think he's a fit and proper person to be the next president of the United States? No, I don't. And I've written about this in my column, and we've talked about it before. I think we can do a lot better than these two guys. A lot of Trump defenders are now uh, questioning uh, the timing of this. Uh, uh, This information, as Larry said, has been out in the public arena for some time. Why are they dropping it on a Tuesday, yesterday, the day after uh, this business in the House Oversight Committee with uh, Hunter Biden and the whistleblowers and this guy named Archer, who was a a, a partner with uh, Hunter Biden and claimed that he was on the phone more than 20 times with his dad and influence peddling. I think it's a legitimate question. But as, as Larry also says, the politics of the law are going to collide in court and the, inco- the outcome is going to keep us talking for some time. Carl Thomas, Larry Donnelly, thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.